everyone, and welcome back. We are your benevolent dictators. We've taken over America. I'm Mike. I'm Cozy. And we have... We're... We're what I just said we are. <laughs> we are fixing America going from small to big. Small to big. We're That's tackling the, the issues that matter to at least us the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are benevolent dictators. We're not horrible. We're benevolent. Yeah. We rule with an iron fist, but have a delicate touch. Rule with an iron fist, but it's as soft as a baby's behind. Which, you know, Mike, I just had a baby. Baby's behinds are not as soft as they <laughs> say they are. <laughs> See who who came up with that phrase then? I that's a okay. That's it. We're banning that phrase. Yes, because that's in the common parlance. I wouldn't know. Yeah, like babies poop and pee inside their pants <laughs> and sit in it. It's not a very soft environment. <laughs> okay, so other than banning that, now we've gotten a lot of feedback we, on our last episodes. It's tons of feedback. We're listening. We're right. listening to everything. We're the benevolent dictators. Right. Some dictators, they put their fingers in their ear. They're like, la, 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 let's kill a couple million people. Not us. In fact, for we're a democracy. And, yeah. And for us being a democracy, I actually expected less participation from our citizens. But apparently, they're super democratic. They want to make sure their <laughs> yes. voices are heard. We're getting them involved. And guess what? We can change our minds. We can fix things. And sometimes we're going to implement things. We realize, whoops, and we just... Take it back. And it's not like it's always just us. We're going to have guests. We have cabinet members that are going to yeah. join us. At we have points. consultants. Right. Um, and we have, we have a, you can't see this, but we have a setting on our wall. It's how many days we've gone without a genocide. Right. And it's all of the days that it's we've all been the running. Days we've We're going to keep that going as long as possible. No genocide. No genocide. That's, that's the, that's the motto of my campaign was no genocide. Yeah. Cause that's what, um, cause, cause as you know, I may have, uh, made a mistake before, um, I, I was very upset last Thanksgiving, as you know, um, when a man I admired and respected deeply, uh, Fidel Castro, passed away. And I was on Twitter expressing my support and saying, uh, you know, he was a revolutionary. He was a man for the people. He was just trying to give everybody health care. And, and a chicken in every pot. Chicken in every pot. I want to... Okay, I don't want to say I was wrong, per se. I just want to maybe tone down a little bit of the language because I was reading a couple sources, like like 30, 40 sources that were telling me that actually he's uh, he's actually been kind of evil and uh, killed a lot of people that probably shouldn't have been killed. I, so I don't want to jump to conclusions. That's, it's only 30, 40 sources. That's, but, Mike, um, are you sure? Because I've read some recent historians who have said that he wasn't so bad. See, okay, so there you go. That's, so that's why I didn't say I was, I'm not completely wrong. I just rushed to judgment wrong so we're gonna we're gonna hold off i'm gonna i've taken him out of our little hall of fame here um but anyway that's where a lot of these dictators go wrong is all of a sudden they're for the people and everything then they start just killing a bunch of people right you know i think most of us have a couple moral problems with that you know not everyone but most people have some moral problems with that but i think it's kind of a bummer they don't even get the utopia at the end of it right like, at the end, their country just kind of implodes in on itself. So just from a practical standpoint, I mean, morally, yeah, morally, you know, bad. Shame on you. But on a practical level, like, Mao's China and Stalin's Russia didn't get the utopias that they wanted. Correct. Correct. Well, we're going to make sure ours we're gonna comes to a utopia. One, because we're not focused, like, they were focused on big to small. Mm-hmm. They wanted these big sweeping changes oh, to their yeah. society. We're going small to big. We're humble like that. And we're willing to change our minds. We've heard from fans. We've... Lots of fans. We've admitted... Mandatory like, fans. I'm, I'm with, 
willing to mandatory fans. I'm willing to I'm willing to admit that the last couple of episodes we've uh, we've been legislating a lot. Yes, and it could be we could be criticized and and have been that it's been very negative. Very we've been very ban happy. I just well, banned I, something about five minutes ago. I. I haven't heard the criticism, but it might be because you're rounding them up before they get to me. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, we're not killing them. We're just making sure they have a three meal a day no, I'm just... hole to live in. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we, you could say we've been just banning a lot of stuff. So I, I think this episode, we're going to focus... All positives. This is all stuff we're going to do for you. Exactly. So we're, we're rolling out programs to help you live a better life. We ask kids, kids, what do you like? All of them said... Apps. All these kids love iPhone apps. I made sure that they didn't mean appetizers because I do like those. Right. And well, we had, especially we had a food when... episode, so we. <laughs> right. So what we're going to do is we've designed some apps, and we're not web designers, but we are going to go around. We're going to we're going to take we're going to um, just kidnap the best web developers. Sorry, hold on, edit that. We are going to ask the best web developers and app developers to freely and voluntarily offer their services to right. us. I mean, if you're a sophomore in high school sitting in class playing on your phone thing and you don't have anything to do because your teachers are boring and you're creating apps at home, we're coming for you. Yeah. I mean, not like, oh, we're coming for you, but like, hey, we're coming for you. Yeah. Hey, man, what's up? We're just hip happening around. I, so, I don't know why there's six police officers behind me with handcuffs. We're so, just here to take you away. So let's keep it positive. So here's our first app. And this is great, because this is already based on an app that already exists. So it's, we all know Tinder. Yes, please explain. Tinder is a dating app. Now, the brilliance of Tinder was this. This is an idea many people have had, but now we have the technology to do it. Is you get Tinder, and you say, you get a picture of somebody, and then you swipe to say whether they're attractive or not. Somebody, that person is on the other end, swiping whether they find you attractive or not. Now, if it doesn't, if you both don't find each other attractive, it doesn't set you up. But if you've both voluntarily said that you're attracted to one another, then it sets you up. And so it kind of removes the middleman and the worry of putting that forward. So I am offering this Tinder for friends. So you want to rate our friends based on attractiveness? Uh, okay. Well, yes, but no, that's not how this app okay. works. Okay. I should have been more clear. <laughs> Here's how we do it. It's not to find friends. It is to make plans with the friends you already had. Because I'm realizing this is one of the big difficulties in life is you have all these people you want to see. Everything is so awkward when you actually try and sit down and be like, well, do you want to do this particular thing on a day? How, how long should we spend together? Even when you set like, hey, let's hang out Saturday. It's a little uncomfortable. Maybe they only want to see you for two hours. Maybe or they, they don't want to see you. Maybe they don't want to see you at all. Maybe they want to see you for 10 hours. It's a whole spectrum of things. So here's what you do is... You pick the friend. You say, I want to hang out with you for five hours Saturday night. Now, that's prime time, you know, Saturday night. So that's from 6 to 11. Are you good on there? But you put in if there's any other things you want as well. You can prioritize it. And you're going to say, like, I'll accept early afternoon. I'll accept a Friday if I have to. The other friend is on the other side. Just knowing that eventually you would want to hang out and says... Here's the times when I am willing to hang out with you in my order of preference. And so what it does is when you both put in your preferences, it links up to the highest ratio of what will make you both happy. So say you put your three preferences in there and your number twos match, it's going to pick number two. 
So it's not your worst option. It's not your best option. But it'll have both of it. Because I think about this a lot of the insane awkwardness that happens of, oh, should we wrap up hanging out now? Should we... Wait, do you want to go somewhere afterwards? Um, You could even switch this, maybe even add this into the Tinder dating app. Because there are dates where you do not know how long they will go. Right. You, You and I have had this before. It's like sometimes dates will just last an entire day because it works well. And sometimes you're really hoping they bring you that food really quickly. Right. No, there have been plenty of times where I was out on a date or even hanging out with friends where it's like, okay, we've had breakfast, we hung out at the park, and now you want to go watch a crappy movie in a dome somewhere. Um, I'm sorry you didn't want to see Vampires vs. Zombies at the dome, Cozy. You don't need to be passive-aggressive about it. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. (laughs) Maybe had the vampires and zombies fought each other, we would have at least had some. Um, Oh, we got to work on that commentary. um, But no, I I agree. This is a brilliant idea. Because here's the thing. How many times have you texted a friend, and then they they don't even text you back? Right? How many times have you been at a... In the same city as another friend, and that friend posts on a social media like, hey, I'm here, how about we all, you know, anybody who's here want to hook up, and you send like, oh, hey, I'm here too, let's do something, and nothing back. Yeah. You could use this app where it's like, well, I don't want to. You could have a, I'm unavailable button, and then I get a response of, oh, unavailable, or I hate your guts. Oh, cool. (laughs) Right? Like, you could fit that in there. Um, and then it would You're not out. saying it. The app is saying it for you. Exactly. <laughs> no, because we deal with this a lot because we're originally, well, or not originally from L.A., but we both lived in L.A. Right. For a decent amount of time. For, for a very significant amount of time. But now we're up in the Pacific Northwest running the country. We don't need to be in Washington, D.C. to run the country, Does by anybody the way. need to be in Washington, D.C.? It's got a monument. Lincoln's there. I, I know it. I don't need to go. So the whole element is... Okay, so you're, there's t- sometimes when we go back to L.A. And of the people we know, we can't see all of them, but there's people we do want to see. Right. And we've, we have a limited time. So you have to start doing this weird math of, like, who am I going to see? Who's going to match it up? And I'll tell you, I was once in L.A. for a week. And just scheduling with people was a nightmare. And it's people, theoretically, who should be excited that you're around. Right. But maybe some of them aren't so excited. Maybe some of them are really excited. Maybe some of them are like, well, come around for a half hour, but I'm going to get bored of you pretty quick. And then some of them are like, hey, how long are you around? This is why, like, in the 90s, the coffee shop really came into its own, right? Is because Mm -hmm. it limited. Like, when you sit down and you drink a cup of coffee at a coffee shop, if you both drove there separately, it limits the activity you're going to do. And this app is taking that to the extent of, now I don't even have to worry about deciding to meet at a coffee shop. I can just say... I'm available for four hours on Saturday night. I'm willing to negotiate for a Sunday afternoon, right? Um, And your friend can respond. I can do Sunday afternoon for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And then there you go. And in the app, you could even build in like a timer so that it like buzzes when your hour and a half is up and you're like, okay, I got to go. Yeah. Um, It can fill in some excuses or even better. Maybe say your friend, you, you agree to the hour and a half in the app, but your friend is sitting there like just talking and clearly going over. At 15 minutes over the hour and a half. The <laughs> app makes a phone call to you 
<laughs> oh man, I like that. This. You have then an excuse of like, oh yeah, I do have to get there right away. Or if you're like, okay, staying longer, and being like, oh yeah, no, I'm okay. I'll see you later. Oh man, because because how many times are people in situations where we're like, okay, call me this long into the date so that I have an excuse to get right. out of it. Oh, that's brilliant. This, the app will do it for you. Automatically. And then there you go. You you just have an excuse to get up and leave. Yeah. Or you can be like, oh, no, honey, I'll see you later tonight. I'm hanging out with so-and-so. Yeah. I love it. It's. I think, I think we're going to fix things because there's so many conversations I don't want to broach just because of the uncomfortable factor of, well, how much time. Because now it's. You'd think it'd be enough of like, hey, we both enjoy each other's company. Let's be at the same place at the same time. Now that goes out the window. It's all like, well, now who really likes the other one? How much do you really want to hang out? What, right. are, we, what are we doing together? Well, do I do I got to come over there? Do I got to pretend to like the food that you made? What, well, what's and, this going to happen? And the nice part about the app is it takes away the need to beat around the bush and lie. <laughs> yeah. Like you can just say, I, I don't have time. Well, oh, no doubt. That's the other thing of it is if you never hear back, it's like, oh, cool. They just don't like me. Right. Because if they did, they would pick some sort of a time for you. Right. But then you're like, okay, that's as clear as I need. Right. You don't need to lie. The app is telling you nobody wants to be your friend. Correct. <laughs> now, I know that sounds negative and we promise not to be negative. But the positive part about it is that you... Free up the time of having to do the legwork to organize your exactly. friends. Um, and you go in knowing what you're getting. And let me tell you, if there's one thing that eats up time, it's not knowing what you're doing. It's not. It's it's what I basically call the um, nobody likes pizza, but we're all going to get pizza rule. <laughs> right? Because nobody can figure it out when you're in the big group oh, deciding it's, together. It's a nightmare. So the app takes that away. Somebody makes an offer. You can counter their offer, agree to their offer, or just ignore them. Mm-hmm. We're fixing this. Yeah. I'm fixing this for friends, for family, for dating, everything. Yeah. This is everybody. This will be mandatory. Everybody's going to use this app, but it's going to make everybody's lives a lot better, a lot simpler. And it's just, it's going to remove all the awkward conversations. Not only will it be mandatory, this will also, we will have a work version of this. Ooh. Where we can designate the mandatory, non-mandatory events. Oh, man. Double up on the app. There we yeah. go. Tinder for friends. Work version. Exactly. I love there it. There you go. Um, I'm going to use... I'm going to ship it. Now, <laughs> I don't know if you know what that term means. Um, I but, do, but explain to everybody else. But that's the slang kids are using these days when they mean relationship. Right? I'm going to ship it. I've not I, heard that. I, those two things should have a relationship. Those two people. Those two things. I'm going to ship it. I'm going to ship it. All right. So... I'm shipping learn, that app. Learn, learning all the lingo. Uh-huh. Um, actually, I said lingo and not lingo, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's short for language observation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, what other apps we got? I got one that actually dovetails into the Tinder for Friends app. But this one is for when you and your friends start breaking out into an argument. We've all done it, right? We're sitting at a dinner table. You're talking about what it's like to live in America. And you're talking about how, you know horrible your life was and then your friend jumps in and no particular order of race or gender here but it's a black female woman who's in her 30s <laughs> and she jumps in and starts arguing about how hard her life was and then you're trying to compare about like well my life was harder oh no my upbringing's harder and then of course your asian friend comes in and is like my life is harder and you're both like get out of here asian because we all know your life wasn't harder um you went to harvard on a 4.0 gpa but okay I have an app for that. 
I disavow that racism. <laughs> <laughs> I have an app for that, and it's called the Oppression app. What you do, you get your phone out. One of you gets it out. You start putting in your information. It aggregates your total information of family income, ethnicity, upbringing, one or two parent household, cisgendered households, oh. all of that, ableism, everything, aggregates, gives you a number total from zero to 100, and the person with the higher number wins the argument. I like that. No, that would just, because that would save us all the amount of time. Correct. Because, okay, so if like a woman in a wheel, a white woman in a wheelchair is arguing with a black man, you'd put it in the app and it tells you who has it worse in that situation. Correct. Because it's going to, it's going to, I'm assuming it's going to weigh it. Oh, yeah. Of like, oh, yeah, well, well disabled I, ranks over this, and black right. is over white, and... Well, and I don't want to offend any of our fans. So, if you're a white male, it really doesn't matter. You will just get a zero. Okay. Do you... What if you're disabled? Doesn't that, matter. Okay. You can't go above 25 if you're a white man. Okay, got it. <laughs> um, if you're a white man, you get a... Just know your score is coming out to 25. Okay. Or lower. Got it. Um... Because we all know you're way more privileged than anybody else. Okay, so we got to rank. Oh, now here's what I want to know. Are we going to rank religions in there? Because I got to figure, you know, if you're Catholic, that's not going to count for anything. No. But if you're a Jew or a Muslim, that's got to that's gotta rank somewhere in there. Right? We do rank religion, except if you're like an evangelical Christian or a Catholic. Or, um, an American mainstream religion mm-hmm. up until, you know, 1980. Yeah. Um, it counts for like a tenth of a point. Okay. But if you're like Jewish, particularly if you're religiously Jewish. Yeah. Um, and not just ethnically Jewish. Because if it's ethnically Jewish, we're counting you as white now, right? Correct. Um, but if you're religiously Jewish, you do score slightly higher. Okay. But it's like two or three points. Mm-hmm. And then... Any other religion outside of that, including Islam, you're scoring 10 points or so per religion. So, like, if you were, like, a Buddhist, you get some okay. good points get there. get a couple points right? in there. But remember, even if you're a white man and you're a Buddhist, those 10 points are only going to add up to 25 at some point. Yeah. Um, it, it's like a data cap. Right. Got it. But, yeah. And so now, guess what? Anytime you're at work and you're arguing with friends and you're talking to your coworker. And they try to one-up menu with the, well, my life was like this. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah? Well, let's bring it to the app. Man, I like that. Well, and we got to rank things, too, because we got to put your age in there. Because oh, yeah. if you're a 70-year-old black man, you, you got it worse than a 20-year-old black Correct. man, i got to imagine. And if you are, oh, if you're like a Muslim born somewhere else, but you've been here within the last five years. You definitely get. you uh, That gets you some points. Um, and we got to rank, not all disabilities are the same. No, but with the app and disabilities, like if you're in a wheelchair, that's going to give you some good points. Yeah. All the wheelchairs get good points. Except if your disability isn't able to be seen. Oh. You get even more points. Okay. Because they don't know they're arguing with somebody who's disabled. Oh, that's got to be a good one. Oh, man. I'm just like picturing now, like if someone had like cystic fibrosis or something like that. So it's like... You're deathly ill compared to somebody who, you know, might have a bad leg, but everybody would know you have the bad leg. So you might, you might deliberately set up and be like, I'm going to get into a fight just so I can pull it up on this app. Right. 
And it's going to be like, no, I have it hard. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, boom, typing in my illness, I win. Right. No, because that's the thing, right? Is you don't want to, it's like if you've ever pulled up in a parking lot and watched somebody pull into a handicapped space Mm -hmm. and then they get out of the car and they just walk. And you sit there and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Something's weird here. Well, now you could challenge them with the app. If they can't prove it in the app, ticket them. (laughs) I like this a lot. Because there's too much, we're wasting too much time of people using their personal feelings to get involved. No, we need an app. We need an objective source that will tell you where do you rank? Who gets to complain? Correct. Because just just because you're a disabled white woman and you're talking with maybe a disfigured Muslim gay immigrant doesn't mean you don't get to complain at all. It just means the disfigured Muslim gay immigrant gets to complain way more. But any argument between the two, boop, 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 boop. Oh, sorry, Muslim Right. Ones. Although I will say the app will also, and remember, we got the best minds in the country working on it. Yeah. The app will also be able to aggregate when you're lying because I'm <gasps> going to call out the disabled gay Muslim immigrant because that's just an oxymoron because if you've immigrated here from a Muslim country in the last five years, the odds that you are openly gay are super slim. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so it will, it will take into account for those. And our like, developers are like, we need some that. gay proof in there. Right. We'll, we'll need a, a gay authenticity app to, to really prove correct, that. Correct. Correct. Um, and they're even like, I mean, the first version of the app, obviously you'll just have to pull out and enter all your stuff, but mm-hmm. I've already talked to some of our developers and they promised me that, um, we can create a little thing where you prick your finger onto your own phone Okay. And you just, a small sample of your blood yeah. once. You can, we're just asking for it once. Just once. And it will you got tons already of preload all of your stuff so that all you do is then you just pull your apps out together. Oh, that's And the great. apps kind of do a battle mm-hmm. and then we'll tell you immediately who. And then you just, it's, it's kind of like just numbering people, but rather than numbering people, we're just going to have them carry it on their phone. That This is the... This is the oppression number you Yeah. Have. Oh, and you're going to know people are lying if they're going to be like, oh, I forgot my phone today. It's like, oh, we, you know. Right. That's, that's an admission. You don't bring your phone, you lose. Right. You have to have your phone with you. No. Because, okay, so say you're on MSNBC or something, you got a panel of people. You, you got to have people put in their app and info to be like, okay, whose opinion is right on illegal immigration? Right. It's like, do, 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 do. Okay, this guy's the most oppressed. We got to listen to this guy. Right. And... I, I really like this. No, that's, I think... It's a time saver. It is. It's a time saver. Um, and think about all the things you could do with it. Like, it's not just the oppression. It's going to it's gonna fast-track affirmative action at every oh, college. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't want to fill out bubbles and everything like that. Diversity initiatives in, no, just in my tech workplaces. Steal my blood and boom. Yeah. Right? You just verify you're the person you are. And say something changes. Say maybe when you first your blood you weren't disabled but then you got in a horrible car wreck yeah and now you're in a wheelchair well you go back and you prick your blood and then your doctor sends in a virtual signature that yes you are in a wheelchair that sounds good oh and if you what if you're cisgender then you go transgender then you got to update and but the doctor's got to sign off everything needs everything needs a doctor's note right i love this but yeah that's i think it's an app that we could benefit from greatly there we and go. then when you're using your tinder with friends app we can even find a way so that your oppression numbers already show up. 
So that will help decide who has who has the decision on where you're meeting. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. Because you would just know it ahead of time. Right. You wouldn't even know. You'd know just never to get into the argument. Right. You'd be like, I'm not going to fight with this person about whether to let Syrian refugees on. Do, 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 do. Oh, they, they're going to outrank me every time. Yep. Let's Let's talk about baseball. I love it. In case our audience doesn't know, baseball is a game you use a bat to yes. hit a ball. You play it in a ballpark. We talked about that last time. Mm-hmm. And you can bat a thousand. We're, we're going to put a PDF do. of all the rules of baseball so that all of you can catch up and understand uh, these metaphors. Right. America's pastime. Even though football tends to be more popular. Yeah. It's America's pastime. By that it means it's just it takes so much time to play a game of baseball. Correct. Correct. All right. I've been... Th- I've had this app in development for a long time. This is my this is my second app today. I'm going to go so far and say we absolutely need this app because, okay, oppression app. That one is to figure out who wins an argument. Everybody has opinions now. We have Twitter and Facebook. Everybody is constantly going on giving their opinions about things. I know. I read our comment section. I, I know. Uh, I tried to shield you from it, but... So everything's going. Everyone's going around saying, Here, "Here's our opinions on things," but it's getting harder to ha- for anybody to have any actual credibility. So I created an app where we need to show who has credibility. You've heard of Albert Einstein? I I have <laughs> explained who he is for the rest of our audience. Okay, so here's here's the big thing with Albert Einstein that a lot of people don't. Everybody remembers e equals mc squared, even though they don't really know it. The big deal with him was he proposed something. And this is, this is true. <laughs> I mean, everything we've said has been right. true, obviously. Right. <laughs> no, but so, okay. Albert Einstein's big thing was he proposed the idea that time is relative and that space is cur- can curve, that matter and space can sort of bend. Now, his whole thing about this was light can bend, therefore stars can appear in space where places where we know they're not so we can map out any positioning of the stars the ones that we see in our galaxy so his big thing was he said okay i'm going to make a prediction there's a star that we know will be out of the earth's view but because light will bend with gravity it's going to hit the earth's surface and bend to appear like it's in our night sky even though we can map it and prove that it's not so it's a prediction he made beforehand. And that's how we knew he was right, because it came true. He says, I'm going to make an incredible prediction. It would be astronomically impossible to be true if I just guessed. But because I'm right, boom, now we know. I'm going in- to introduce the prediction app. And this is mandatory for anybody who wants to have any sort of opinion. Because I'll tell you what. People are just making political pundits are making predictions all day. People are making doomsday predictions all day. If you're Al Gore, you gotta put it you gotta put it in the app. Go boop 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 boop. I'm making that sound a lot today. Boop 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 boop. That's me putting it in the app. He's gonna say, This is gonna happen in this many years because of global warming. Boom. Bill O'Reilly's gotta go in there and go, do 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 do. This is what's gonna happen in five years if I'm right. You have to make these predictions, but you get to rank with a percentage of how sure you are. So uh, Scott Adams was the guy who made Dilbert, and he actually got a bunch of credibility because he, well over a year ahead of time, said when he saw Trump speak, that guy's going to be president, he's going to win. And even though all the polls kept saying that that was the anomaly, that there was 
it was almost certainly a Hillary victory. He was right. So if he had put that in at the 100%, boom, huge boost in his points. And you say, wow, this guy was right about that. And everybody else who predicted Hillary, boom, loses points. So every time you want to make a prediction, you have to put it in this app. So we can know when you've called something and when you've been wrong on things. Because here's, here's the thing. It's easy to look back and remember all the things that you predicted correctly. But now I want you to put it in this app and say, oh, you only have a 47% prediction rating. That's actually below average. And you, you can do things. You can just put it in there. You're going to be like, in, in two years, uh, so-and-so is going to get assassinated. Boop, boop, boop. In three years, we're just going to be forcing kids to become transgender. Boop, boop, boop. You have to put all of your predictions in there. And if you don't put your prediction in the app, we know not to take you seriously. Because it's like, we gotta, you got to put your app, app where your money is. Right. Yeah, I nailed that on the first try. Yeah. <laughs> you got to put your you got to put your app where your money is, people. I actually I love it. Because, you got to put your app where your mouth is. There. Um I I love it because it then is going to force people to own up to their crap. Yeah. Because here's the thing. When you, you talked Al Gore and global warming. Okay? Mm-hmm. If you remember a I random example I picked. I Just a random if, example. Uh, you remember an inconvenient truth. I've heard of it explained um, to everyone. It's it's a documentary Al Gore made back in 2000, 2001. Oh, yeah. Early 2000. Was that a film? That It was a slideshow presentation, but it was called a film? Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and one of his predictions was that rising sea levels and climate change via global warming was going to cause the ice caps to melt, sea levels to rise, and the two towers center <laughs> would flood. Now, in 2000, like in an inconvenient truth, the prediction is that they would be flooded out forever. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't say forever, but that's the, like, right. it, that's the implication. It's never going fr- to never never freeze back. Stop. It's never going right. to go down. And he said it was going to happen within 10 years. Or he might have said 15. But I think it was 10. But either way, he was horribly wrong. Except he's released an inconvenient sequel in which he claims that Hurricane Katrina's flooding of the World Trade Center. Um, area proved him right. Even though... I have not seen this film. (laughs) Nor did anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Even though his prediction was that rising sea levels would cause it to flood out. But he's trying to claim, oh, I was right because Hurricane Katrina... Ah. Because the big push now is that more extreme weather events will begin to happen. And... His evidence for that is, well, the data shows that these hurricanes are worse than they were 30 years ago. What he doesn't tell you is that 30 years ago, we didn't use the same metrics to measure hurricanes. And our hurricane metric measuring system Mm. has greatly increased. And our knowledge of how to predict storms has increased in the last 30 years. So you can't really compare it to data from 30 years ago. Because that would be like me comparing Einstein and advanced algebra with the guy who decided that two plus two is four. Those two <laughs> things are not the same, right? It'd be comparing uh, the electricity used in the original houses back in the 1900s is the same as we use today, right? So um, this app takes care of him, though, because but, his credibility goes But down. you have to do it. And it's, it, it's the one thing that proves whether you are accurately predicting things or not. Is Correct. Put it in writing. Put it in code, and it actually has to rank it in there. Because that's how we know who is... That's how we know is smarter 
that you are more in tune with what's going on, that you are actually picking up on things. And by the way, this can go with super small predictions too. You can say, hey, so-and-so is not going to call me back. Or, hey, I bet uh, at this wedding, so-and-so is going to get drunk. I want want it for everything. Like, it's just going to go... It's going to go down there. We're going to need a fact checker going around just double checking. But it has to be clear and unambiguous. You can't just say something like, oh, this country's going to get worse in five years. No, you have to actually say what you think will happen. Now, here's my question for it. Because you know me. I'm a big fan of the free market. Mm-hmm. And you should be able to get after your own and make the money you want to make. Are we going to allow Vegas to lay odds on these apps? Like once we get like a year's worth of data of people making predictions. Oh, can we let, are we going to let Vegas or casinos take bets on based on people's ability to predict? That'd be good. Oh man. I didn't even think about that. Cause we got to get all the sports predictions in there. Everything like that. I don't see why not. I mean, that way, when you make the prediction that uncle Billy's going to get wasted at my aunt's wedding, the rest of your family members could make bets on that. Based on whether or not your predictive skills are, you know, and they could be like, oh, you got a 47%, so I'm going to bet against you. Yeah. Or, oh, you're 90% correct of the time, I'm going to bet for you. And Vegas could lay out the odds and be like, well, if they're 90% correct, the odds are, you know, 50 cents to a dollar. So every 50 cent, for every dollar you buy, lay down, we'll give you 50 cents if you win. That's what's interesting. See, here's the one thing. I bet Vegas is going to, then all you're going to have to start doing is having people place your bets for you. Right. So you're going to be like, let me find somebody with a 20% score and have them bet so they get the good rate, but they're making the 90% prediction. Right. Oh, man. So Vegas might actually want to back away from that. They might start saying, no, we got to start shutting things down because we don't know who's making these predictions. Or they'll say like, hey, free introductory rates for people with 50% and lower. Right. Because you know, that's the great thing about Gamblers Cozy is even when you put the math right in front of them, they don't stop playing the game. Correct. The thing I, I want to do with this app, man, is I want to separate the people who know what they're talking about from the people who don't know what they're talking about. And it, it's on everything. It's on politics. It's on sports. It's on human behavior. So many people predicted things for 2012, and then I want all of their scores to just be destroyed. So many people um, kept telling us about all the stuff we had to worry about. And a lot of them are wrong, and a lot of them are right. Right. And, and you should get your due for that. Like, if you were yeah. wrong, you should be publicly shamed in an app. Right. If you were right, you See, should get... Okay, if we had an app back in the 50s... Because everybody made fun of the religious right back then. Because they're like, can't listen to all this rock and roll music. It's going to make kids all get drunk and have sex with one another. That's what happened! <laughs> Just give them the credit for being right. It's like, uh-huh, you're stupid. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> The funny part is that you're. This is two people running the country who listen to all that rock and roll, right? <laughs> so we're not any in any way speaking out against the rock and roll. We're just saying we're saying they were let right. them be right. I ju- you don't have to agree with them. You just have to say, yeah, you called that. You don't have to support Trump or Scott Adams. You just have to say Scott Adams was right. right. He saw something that everybody kind of missed. Yeah. Um, no, I want to factor it out so much because, like, you can. Okay, at a wedding, you know, you guys can, because weddings are boring, you just sneak off to the side. It's like, all right, guys, let's place our, let's place our wedding bets. Right. And you, you get a table, and it's like, I'm, I'm putting this certain, they're going to get divorced three years. Do that. And you just, you just put it in there. And here's the thing. You can't really, you can't really shame people too much for it. You know, maybe, 
Maybe it should just show your score and not necessarily all the actual predictions you want. Right. Because we don't want to shame people out of making predictions. Oh, I'm figuring out. You can choose whether you want it shown or not. Like, I want everybody to know I predicted this breakup. I want everyone to know I predicted exactly this. Right. Now, some of our audience might be thinking, wow, that sounds like it's going to be really costly to be able to verify all of those predictions. (laughs) Except here's the thing. We're going to incentivize people to be honest and verify the predictions are true by every time you verify a prediction being true, the government's going to cut you a check. It's not going to be a big check, but it's going to be a check. You know, five bucks, ten bucks, whatever. Okay. It's going to cut you a check. However, we're going to follow up. We're going to send out an agent. Oh, like, and a, we're going to like follow an auditing up. system. Right. Okay. Um, once a year, you're going to get audited. If we find out that you verified a prediction was not true, we're going to fine you both for the money you, we paid you. So you're mm-hmm. going to give us the money back. But then we're also going to charge you a certain amount of money. We'll decide at another date. But a certain amount of money for everybody who started making bets on you because oh, you're per- yeah. you were right. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah. And it, Oh, and it's going to drop your score. Like, you're going to pay the penalty uh-huh. for that. Um, I, the U.S. Census Bureau has to do something during those 10 years. So. I know. I don't know why it takes them 10 years to count. But, you know, something else can be done in that time. I yeah. Think. There's prob- there's got to be eight years where they're not doing a whole lot. Oh frankly. yeah, oh yeah. So, no, I like that. We're gonna s- separate the wheat from the chaff with this prediction app. Because imagine, do you know how different MSNBC or Fox News would be if they're like, check out my eighty five percent rating, listen to what I'm saying, because I'm right way more often than I am wrong. Right. Because eighty five, that's pretty good. Yeah, I would say even a sixty five percent rating yeah. on a prediction is pretty good. And you, I would do it for everything. I'd be like, the mummy is going to bomb in the box office. Boom, more points for me. Right. No, I agree. Uh, the app's beautiful. Love it. We're definitely <laughs> working on it. Best app ever. Everybody says okay. it's great. I predict. It's cool. 100% this app is going to be the... Is Everyone's going to love this app. And I'm putting that prediction for you Boop. in the app. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, I, that brings me to my next step, right? So the first two apps kind of dovetailed together as to like... They were apps that helped productivity in the world, keep you with your time and not wasting time, right? And then the prediction app is going to keep you truthful. It's going to be useful because you'll be able to do something and know whether or not. This next app, this is the gold standard for apps. You know what I'm tired of hearing is when we come to cases of sexual assault, Mm. the he said, she said, right? The, it was consensual, it wasn't consensual, um, I consented to this, but I didn't consent to what they did, right? But there's hardly ever any evidence, because if there is yeah. actual evidence, the one party is always arguing it's consensual, so that's why the evidence exists. I have a new app for it. Okay. It's called the I Consent app. <laughs> what it is, is anytime you're going to hook up with somebody... And do anything sexual, you have to, first off, we're going to ship everybody a miniature breathalyzer that plugs into your phone. Oh. You're going to have to take a breathalyzer. You open the app, the iConsent app. You type in your information. Mm-hmm. You take, put your breathalyzer in it. You type in the information of your partner. You take a breathalyzer. They take a breathalyzer. So we measure your blood, blood alcohol t- content. And then they have to vi- video you saying... I consent to, and then whatever act you're going to commit. 
mm-hmm. and then they get your digital thumbprint on a waiver sheet that says you agreed to it. And that gets shipped off and stored on a secured server. And then if there's ever any question, those servers are just subpoenaed and that data comes back. And if you were like, well, I did consent, but I wasn't in a state, we look at your blood alcohol content. Oh. We're giving this app free to every fraternity out there. There we go. Everybody else, we're going to ask for a small donation. And every time you use it, it is a 50 cent charge. It's a 50 cent charge every time you use it. But think about the legal cost you're going to save. And by the way, if you use it and it doesn't hold up in court, we will pay your lawyer fees. I like that. That's how much we stand behind this app. Man. I mean, think about it. The Duke lacrosse players, they would have loved this app. They would have loved it. Rather than having to rely on ATM footage from across the city, they could have used this app and said, I wasn't there. See? Yeah. How many cases would be solved? It's like, hey, she was consenting. Boop, boop, boop. Blood alcohol, 0.21. Sorry. Right. Um, or, exactly, how many cases? This is, and I know we're going to get some people who are like, well, that's really misogynistic. Why should I have to be I can't imagine anything? anybody having a problem with this app. I know. <laughs> Why? But I, I want young women to think about, this app's going to actually save so much grief and trouble. Because guess what? When you pull the guy into court and he's like, well, she consented to us having sex. And you pull mm-hmm. up and we get the I consent file. Yeah. And we see your blood alcohol content is, you know under the legal limit and that you did have your digital fingerprint there, but that the video says I consent to making out with my boyfriend for 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, guess what? He's lying now. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, but she consented to having sex. Nope. It's right there on video. Should have gotten it on the Spelled app. out on the waiver. And you tell me, you, you get that on the app. Yeah. You got, you watch out. You got a new responsibility to watch out for. Yep. I love it. Cause Half of it, it's like, now you can at least prove you're in the same room. Right. That's half the battle. No, it's going to be great. I love this app. This app is going to save so much headache. It'll kill some romance, but so much headaches. But that's the thing, right? It might kill a little romance, but you know what really kills romance? A 20-year prison sentence. (laughs) And, by the way, we will even have it installed in prisons. There we go. So that when you are lonely, you need... It's not even going to be a phone. It's just a video equipment on a wall. You just hit the button, sign it, and you're good to go. There we go. And see, we cut out the breathalyzer there because we all know there's no way to get drunk in prison, right? Exactly. No, I love... We keep drugs off the street, so obviously we keep them out of prison, so... Right. Well, and just think, this this I Consent app could be used by every major executive of any major you know sales executive big mm-hmm. high-priced attorneys like everybody's gonna buy into this app and we got people who are already talking about the fact that this is revolution this will change the way the court system because guess what say you are guilty of the crime you're accused of and i consent shows that mm-hmm. well now we get to tack 10 years on your sentence for lying in court there we go man we're all these apps we're forcing people to tell the truth we are we're holding we are holding people accountable to objective reality. Yeah. And say you are falsely accused. Guess what? The eye consent is going to show that. And then the judge is going to hit a button. It's going to mark it in your accuser's file that mm-hmm. they falsely accused you. Yeah. And so anytime somebody brings up their file to use the app again with this person, it's going to say, it's going to give a warning mm-hmm. of, well, this person once falsely accused. Now, is there going to be an app that stops, say, you're a famous man who's been accused from leaving the country all of a sudden 
just so you don't have to serve that sentence for 40 years? Maybe because you're, I don't know, a director of some sort. Um, there is going to be an app for that. It's not part of the I Consent program. Okay. Instead, it's part of our drone warfare program. Okay. Um, when you flee the area of jurisdiction, mm-hmm. we're just going to kill you. Okay. Got it. You've given up your right to a constitutional due process. We're just going to send a drone to bomb where you're at. And I don't care if it's in France. Okay. That's, I mean, it's random that you picked a specific country like that. I, mean, I, know. I don't know why you just kind of polanski that out of nowhere. <laughs> so I like it. Yeah. I, I just want more apps that force people to tell the truth. Right. Because this is the hardest thing in a world now where we have every record of everything happening all the time. There's still incessant lying about things. It's incessantly people just trying to obfuscate the truth. And, and uh, like, we could try everything we want, but it's like when you get to these rape cases of something of like, I'm just sitting here debating, okay, is that girl crazy or is that guy a rapist? Right. It's one or the other. Right. And I'm not, I don't know. Well, and think about this. We could even, and we'll find a way, because I want to make sure we protect people's private data. Yeah. But we can even find a way to like tie this into either the oppression app or the Tinder for Friends app where when somebody claims it, but they don't go to court for it, mm-hmm. but instead decide to, you know, carry a mattress around for a year, mm-hmm. um, people can look really at their public specific. profile and it shows, it will just say whether or not they consented to something. Okay. It won't say what they consented to. But it will say whether or not they consented. Okay. So that at least there's the suspicion of, well, maybe this person's not telling the truth. Because here's the thing. It's good. In every case, it's, it has the potential of giving you some data. Right. We, we essentially have no data most of the time. So some is huge, huge improvement. And if it ever goes to a trial, like you have to go to trial mm-hmm. um, because they just keep pushing it and the judge wasn't convinced by the video. The video can be introduced as evidence. There we go. The blood alcohol content can be introduced as evidence yep. and the thumbprint can be introduced. And the waiver will spell out, like you have to select what activities you plan mm-hmm. on doing. And, and it'll it be convenient. It'll work. It'll be fast. Right, right. And you could even have like a preferences where it's like you saved your preferences and you just hit the one button. Right, right, right. Right. And... If ever you're in the middle of something and the person decides to remove their consent, right? Uh-huh. Um, now I understand that in situations like that, maybe the person no longer consents, but you know, you're in the middle of it. And so your mm-hmm. rapist isn't going to stop for you to fill out a form. However, you immediately, when you're, everything's done, before you even go to the police, because this will help, you immediately log into your version of the I Consent app and you mark it as questionable and say, I did not consent halfway through. Okay. And then when you go to the police, like it automatically files part of a police report. So you're there and it's already got a report filed for you. It's, it's already in there. Right. It's already in there. And then you can go at your convenience to follow up on that. Right. And it gives you a case number so you don't get yelled at by a desk surgeon. <laughs> but it's just the immediate aftermath of I wasn't okay with what happened. Yes. And then it will file a partial police report with a case number. And then you can go and give the rest of whatever evidence needs to be collected. I like that. And it will also connect you with any abuse services you might need. Any, you know, suicide hotline. Anything like that. It will just immediately... It's just, it's, and it won't it's ask you to there. call the suicide hotline. You will get a phone call. at making Saying, are you alright? Do you need any assistance? We're going to shame... The same way we warn people about STDs. It's like... 
get your I consent app ready, get that good to go. Right. And that way, the then then the real warning comes for those who maybe did consent, but then they mm-hmm. they felt things went too far. Well, the warning comes for those the rapist in that situation of you better get you better act- get your act together. Yeah, and make sure you're following the I consent agreement. <laughs> and it won't tell them like it won't alert them that you filed the report until they're arrested. But then it will alert them once they've been arrested, confirmed to be arrested. It will alert them that. This was filed immediately after the incident happened. And we can even find a way to, you know, like put a video feature in for that part where you can take a video of yourself. So, of you know, being distraught and crying so that there is evidence that you were yeah. harmed. This got really dark, but we're going <laughs> to, we got enforced, we got to enforce security somehow. All right. I, I, I want I like young it. ladies out there to know that we got their back. Like yes. this is this is an app that will benefit both young men who are afraid that they're yes. going to be accused of rape when they haven't, mm-hmm. and young women who are afraid that they're not going to be believed. Yes. So. All right. Yeah, that's the that's what we have for you today. Well, thanks everyone. <laughs> We're making America great. Just, I wish I had a happier <laughs> app to end on. <laughs> You know, we were debating what what order to put these apps in. <laughs> and it was like, oh, let's do this one first. Then we saved it. And I was like, should have thought a little bit into the future. I, I of... But you know what? You know, it is, a, it is a little of a darker note. We probably should have thought more out of the features that would be in that app. That's my bad. I, I do apologize. <laughs> I... I got carried away talking to the developers, and they had all these really cool ideas. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's really amazing. And I didn't think about how dark that might turn. But what I can say is this. We care about you. Yes. Um, and this isn't the only thing we're going to end up giving you. This isn't our only app episode. It's not no. our only time in which we're bringing you something. Right? And we're dealing with real-world problems here, small to big. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we hit our first big problem. Yes. And we found a way to solve it. This is Mike. And this is Cozy. We're fixing America because we're your benevolent dictators. Remember, we are ruling with an iron fist, but a delicate touch. Thanks for listening. Except that last app. <laughs> <laughs>